0: Ballet Bird is a streaming site designed by former Pacific Northwest Ballet principal dancer, Julie Tobiason. Ballet Bird offers ballet classes for anyone at any level of training that you can do from the comfort of your home or studio. After many years performing as a professional ballerina and decades of teaching at all levels of ballet, Julie is excited to offer her training for more people like you. Classes are designed for large and small spaces and for all levels. The low monthly membership fee is less than one in-person class and is accessible 24-7 with new classes added every month. Ballybird is a great addition to your regular in-studio training as well. Take advantage of the 10-day free trial and use the discount code COD25 to get 25% off through June 30th, 2023 at Ballybird.com. Whether you are just starting your ballet journey today or you're a seasoned professional, Ballybird is the place for you. Visit Ballybird.com or click the link in the show notes.
1: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro.
0: And I'm Michael Sean Breed. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. On today's episode of Conversations on Dance... We are joined by choreographer Omar Ramón de Jesús. Omar takes us through his early training in Puerto Rico, the leap of faith he took in moving to New York City, and how his humble early choreographic beginnings have led to a Princess Grace Award and commissions from world-renowned companies. Omar's first work for Ballet Hispanico will premiere at New York City Center this summer, with performances running June 1st through the 3rd, on a program featuring additional works by Pedro Ruiz, Michelle Manzanales, and William Forsythe. Tickets can be purchased at nycitycenter.org. Omar, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, We are here to uh, hear the nitty gritty about your upcoming work at Ballet Hispanico, but we'd love to just hear a little bit about your journey with dance, how you first um, fell in love and and started to pursue it uh, at a young age.
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, First, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here sharing. Um, But yeah, I've... I I, th- I think I was always in love with dance. I think it was always within me. Um, I always like to tell this story about how I used to uh, be at my grandma's uh, house. She helped raise me, and I will always play like cassettes of Shakira and the Bastard Boys, and I will dance in front of the mirror. And uh, my mom catch me a couple times uh, in that, which I was always embarrassed but she noticed this uh passion of mine and and then she asked me if I wanted to take dance classes and at that time I really didn't know you could pursue dance as a as anything hobby or career or anything so uh she helped open that path for me um and then I as soon as I took my first class it was uh, a jazz it was jazz class I i never looked back i was like okay this is it for me and i Mm -hmm. dived in um and it was like two years after that that i was i was 10 at the time i believe and then two years after that um I was told to take my first ballet class, which I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw the dance build, and I was like, no. And like, I really, (laughs) I really, I was terrified of it. And, you know, in Puerto Rico, there's a lot of like, machismo and um i was i was afraid of 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 people calling me names and Mm -hmm. um it was it was yeah the idea of being in tights and having my friends know about it it was was pretty was pretty hard Uh, but i went for it and um yeah that's kind of like how everything started
1: what was your reaction to ballet so you were kind of thinking like oh i don't want to do this but i'm gonna give it a try i've been doing all this fun jazz it's like freedom and then to get to kind of this more structure. Was that something you took to immediately or was it always kind of like not your fave?
2: No. Um well when you when you start ballet at that young age, yeah, you're not like doing like like professional adagio, you know, like you're you're pretty much like doing creative games and and rolling mm-hmm. around the floor. And and it started very fun. Uh there is a process of like maybe two years before I understood that this is something I could take seriously, mm, but then right. then there was a click where I, I I all that I could think of was ballet. Uh, there's this friend of mine that showed me a video of Barishnikov doing Don Quixote uh, with ABT, and like that really impacted me seeing a man like dancing that way with that source of charisma um mm-hmm. apologetic fearless uh like it really inspired me and I was like okay this is this is what I want to pursue so I pretty much left everything else just to dedicate myself to become a, a ballerina pretty much um mm-hmm. and 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 join I there's a company in Puerto Rico called Ballet Teatro Nacional de Puerto Rico so I joined that company at 15 and and and, and and started a professional career really early on um, there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: What, what were those early years like for you working professionally? Um, yeah. What was that transition? I mean, that's quite young to, to be starting a, a career.
2: I had tremendous teachers, very hardcore, demanding teachers. There was no like they, they took it super seriously um and and so i had that strict direction um and and i was always driven so i i worked really hard to 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 be the best that i could um so everything i i did for breakfast lunch and and, and dinner was ballet um and and i had cr- incredible coaching i was i was lucky that uh this person his name was miguel campaneria he took me under his wing and he He didn't only just train me under the umbrella of Ballet Teatro. Uh, He took me on tour and gave me experiences dancing internationally. He took me to Japan even and to competitions and exposed me to higher levels uh, of of, of what I'm used to see and, and be surrounded by. So to get like a good smack of reality... Mm-hmm. Um, so when I come home, I, 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 it's not just what I'm seeing around me, but it's like the, like what I've seen outside of, of what's surrounding me every day. Um, so now I can work every day, every time I, I take a bar, a ballet class and I'm at the bar center, I'm not thinking tomorrow, I'm thinking five years from now. Um, mm-hmm. but that was, that was pretty cool. Um, until they brought this contemporary choreographer. And I experienced my first contemporary work. <laughs> and That was the next click. I was like, I don't think I want to do ballet anymore. Oh, I finally, really? to, yeah, like all this passion and all this stuff that I had for ballet, all of a sudden started, like this this piece, uh, it was made by a choreographer, a Puerto Rican choreographer called Rodney Rivera. Um, I was able to put all of this technique and all this training and translate all of that into feelings. And, and like actually be able to enter space from not just from a character that is like a prince uh or you know or, or, or a slave. <laughs> I it, it could be it was me. It was like I I, I could mm-hmm. this, these roles were made based on on who I was already as a person. So I was able to express like you know sorrow and happiness and joy, all anything through through this and i didn't have to hold my breath and um it wasn't so much about like the angles and 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 achieving some some spectation of perfection um all of that like immediately it brushed all everything i knew
1: mm-hmm. and
2: and i'm and i'm like that I, I i i as soon as i feel these clicks it's like I, I immediately feel like I'm wasting time and and, and, and I'm like, w- w- what can I do? Where do I get more of this? And in Puerto Rico, there's not so many resources uh, for uh, or spaces where I could access contemporary dance. So I had to start looking outside and I was right. 18, 19 at the time. Um, and that's when I decided to go uh, audition um, in New York city audition for the Ailey school, and um they gave me uh, a scholarship uh to train in their school for yeah for that year. And I decided to go. I was like, okay, I'm going. And and I and and like I always share also um a terrible a terrible thing for my ego. Uh I, I literally was a soloist in this ballet company.
1: That's what I was just wondering. Yeah. How did yeah. you make that adjustment? I mean, you just at such a young age, you've already had all these experiences, these experiences being a professional and that taste. And then it could seem to sound like you're going backwards, even though at 18, it's still totally fine to be in the school. So, how what was that like for you?
2: It's hard. Like <laughs> <laughs> First of all, dealing with the language barrier, I didn't know any English whatsoever mm-hmm. at that time. So I couldn't speak or communicate to anybody. Making friends was hard. Um, just the New York, like, I mean, rent, a lo- you know, all, all these challenges, financial challenges, language challenges, and then my ego. Like, just like, <laughs> I was placed in in, in in ballet, I was placed on the highest level entering, but then modern, uh, Horton, like, all of these other technique classes level one um and and i was just like wow level one and (laughs) like (laughs) what does this mean and and i mean and and then i'm looking around and i'm like oh my god another another smack on my face of reality and then it was like this is starting from scratch again um And I had to adjust and, and, and it was good. It's good. It it, it keeps you, it keeps me humble. And, and yeah. And at some point that that was my reality. It was like, okay, now I, I, I'm not pursuing ballet. I'm not a rising, this rising person anymore. I'm like, have to, yeah, have to like uh, plant new seeds because that's where my, my passion was then. And yeah, I, that's i spent right. two years there building myself Yeah. Oh, at what point do you feel like you started to
0: see the fruits of your labor to see that like that that struggle or that i guess sacrifice was starting to pay off for you and and take you to a place that you had um aspired to uh,
2: this i mean uh, ailey they they like in many uh, educational institutions uh, like that, they bring different choreographers um, and I wasn't allowed my first year to audition to a lot of the things. So in my second year, uh, the levels that you, I I was at then level two, then that those, those, those requirement kind of like need to meet for you to be able to audition for certain things. So I was, uh-huh. I was able to start auditioning for choreographers and start to get uh, the experiences of work of, of doing exactly what I wanted to do working with with creators that have their own uh ways of working beyond uh technique um and it was about creativity and um uh, I remember I I got to work with Lonnie Landon uh she was the first person that like really opened up my mind to new possibilities in 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 in, in a create in a creative way like it, like it wasn't right. anymore about stretch your knees point your feet it was like imagery and 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 these tasks that would like opened up your imagination and then i felt like a like a creator myself in the space mm-hmm. so um that was another boom moment um uh, for me and want those you know those aha moments that happen um mm-hmm. I feel like the growth that you're able to 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 achieve in the, the after that happens is so much faster because cause you want all of a sudden you understand how much better you can be or how much more you can accomplish. So then you like get to work. And even when I started going to my technique classes, I started thinking about them differently. Um so I think my second year at Ailey was like a time where things started to flourish and 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 connecting also like the power of networking like I will work with a choreographer and like hey who do you work at? reading their bio and being like hey I noticed you work with this company like I'm interested in working with this company do you think I will be a good fit like in just starting these mm-hmm. conversations and mm-hmm. um yeah there's there's a lot of that and 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 also they uh Ailey has a um it's a it's a concert for choreography. Uh, so a student gets to audition with their choreographies, and then there's a showcase. So that's where I did my very first choreography, and I did it with my best friend, uh, which we rehearsed partially at the Ailey Studios and partially at my own house. <laughs> um, and we did this thing for fun. Like at this point, I also don't know much about what a choreographer is or uh i just knew i like i like the idea of creating something and 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 having friends right. so have fun did this thing and towards the end like when we presented it like we finished we just were like okay let's dance we finished the piece and we had this standing ovation uh and oh. we were like we were both looking at each other like what's happening <laughs> like we didn't know like like we did something good and um I came home that day realizing, like, maybe I have a gift for choreography. Maybe this is something that I I'm, I could be good at. And uh, yeah, that that was definitely a moment that impacted me. And uh, I, I I decided to then find any space that I could to get in a studio with my friends and and create anything.
1: So how did you kind of work to balance that, your interest in choreography and then your career? Because you're still just kind of at the beginning of your career, at least in the U.S., right? So how did you balance those two things and decide which path to take yourself on? Or how did you decide that you could go on both paths at the same time?
2: Yes, I I, I had I locally had people to help me help guide me. Um, and a lot of people were like, oh, my yes you love choreography but you need to keep dancing and like only by your experiencing dancing with other people you will you will know more about how you want your choreography to be you will be influenced by more people all that stuff so um i i I chose to focus in dance as like uh to become a dancer so audition for parsons i started my professional career there and i spent like about four years with that company and then uh, I freelance for a little bit and then I joined uh, Ballet Hispanico and danced a whole one season with them before deciding to focus fully in choreography. Um, but during the Parsons time, every time that we have layoff or time off, um, that will be my time to rent some space and call friends and make something Um I didn't even have, a lot of people asked me, a lot of young choreographers asked me, how do you start it? How do you get to where you got? And I was just like, you just, you just jump into the pool. Like you just do it. Like it was, I didn't have, I never had like a performance that I know I was getting ready for. I started the thing and I was like, okay, that, this. I want to work with these dancers let me get this space. Let's create something. And in that process, once you start realizing you have something you may want to share, then I start looking for the performance opportunity or sharing a bill with somebody else that is doing the exact same thing as me. Um, I had to pay to do these things. Like I wasn't like, here's some money so you can present. It was like, okay, I had to like, you know, invest in myself. Um, so that's how, that's how I did it. Mm-hmm.
0: What were some of the um, defining characteristics of these early works? Like, you had so much to pull from. You have your your strong ballet training, but then you obviously had fallen in love with a more contemporary aesthetic. So what were some of your or- early choreographic uh, influences? Like, what did those early works of yours look like?
2: How does they look like? <laughs> they, have, they have weirdly been theatrical. Oh. Um, which I'd never experienced uh, with anybody. Um, I think like influences, like Parsons influenced me highly in, in in the sense of athleticism, physicality and entertainment. Uh, There's a, I think there's a big element of entertainment to my work uh, and the physicality. Um, But when it comes to storytelling, I, I, I guess as you're you're asking me this right now, and I never even thought about that, because uh, which is interesting, because I I actually never took a class where anybody asked like said like what if you become a clown and like you know and, and and do these things like I I never had that, but but that was like the first thing I did. I literally did this like clown piece, uh, and 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 created characters, and I never done that and. It's weird. It's like it's like I never took I never also took a choreography class or, or a composition class. None of that. It was all out of pure intuition, and just like uh, this is what about this? You know, like there there was no too much deep thinking behind it. Like who do I want right. to become? You know, like there is there is no right. at the beginning. Now definitely. <laughs>
1: Well, it stems back right. from that time dancing with Sha- to Shakira music, right? In your bedroom. I mean, <laughs> that's where the inspo comes from. <laughs> totally. Um, so you've won numerous prestigious awards for your choreography. How do those opportunities um, really help? How did that help propel your uh, choreography career forward?
2: Um, I think, you know, I love this question. Um you work so hard for for the recognition or for I mean just to get your work out there. To be honest, and then and then this recognition, which brings some financial support with it, um, uh, came along, and yes, you know it all helps, but it's, it doesn't mean you stop working. Like, like you, you get, you get an award, or you get it rec- recognized by, by, by a, by a prestigious organization, you sit down and stops, things stops from happening. So it's like, how do you use that to propel you to the next thing? Like, how do you embrace that, the opportunity? Like if, if like Princess Grace, for example, I, I, I'm a Princess Grace Award, um, uh, yeah, from last year and. What does that mean for me? What does it mean for them? Like, like, how can we, how can I like continue a conversation with them? Like what, and, 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 and I think it's a, it's not just, I got something like it's, 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 it's about both of the things and how do we meet in the middle and how we can, you know, yeah. How do you expand on, 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 on those gifts? Um, I think that's what's really important. That 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 it's not just like oh, like you got an award, your career is set for life. Like that's just not a reality, mm-hmm.
0: right? What well, What are some of the defining moments? I mean, I'm sure like getting that sort of honor um makes you consider, wow, I'm I'm doing something well. I'm on this path that I have had an aspiration to be on, but. Are there other moments um in your career like maybe a specific work you created or a specific company you were working for where you're like making that specific work kind of allowed you to affirm that you are meant to be a choreographer and this is the, the right path for you
2: yeah totally thank you um it was during my time with uh parsons uh they have a program called generation they have a program called generation now and david gave me the chance uh the opportunity to create for the company that year as i was dancing with them um, that year we were working uh we we're doing outreach program and working with uh, children in the autistic spectrum um, and uh, those experiences when David tells me about the opportunity and I was trying to 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 think about what what I wanted to build and make for the company, this is something that we all have experienced together. I know these dancers, and 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 so I started building this piece and uh which is called Daniel. Um it was that moment where I presented that piece of the joys. It was so it was so full. It was it was filled with it was emotionally charged. Everybody understood what we were doing in the room. I didn't have to come with like so much uh, research to share with dancers, so they understand what I'm talking about. Like we all have done this for two years um, uh, pr- pr- prior th- this creation process, and we presented it at the joys. And um, it, it, yeah, it was it was the first time I presented something in like. Um, that 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 I knew touched many people, um, and 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 I received emails from from audience members, uh, mm-hmm. and and people came multiple times to see the work, um, and yeah, I felt like a big, it felt like a big accomplishment, um, which then brought incredible fear because i was like how am i going to like do you know like you do something great and then you're like i have to do great things now Again. all the time <laughs> 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 i need to fail you know like i need to <laughs> allow myself to you know um but yeah daniel was was actually daniel was the piece that eduardo villaro from ballet hispanico uh saw that created uh that started a conversation between us
1: Each year, the Clive and Valerie Barnes Foundation provides recognition, encouragement, and financial support to two talented young professionals, one in dance and one in theater, thus honoring the memory of the many years of critical work and the warm personal generosity of Clive Barnes and Valerie Taylor. This year's finalists have been nominated by the Foundation's 11-member selection committee, comprised of art journalists and accomplished professionals in each field. Finalists were selected based on live performances given in New York City between January and December of 2022. Winners in each category will be announced on May 22nd at the 13th Annual Clive Barnes Award at Florence Gould Hall in New York City. Guest presenters include Pam Tanowitz and Alex Sharp. For more information or to donate, visit cvbarnsfoundation.org. That's cvbarnsfoundation.org or click the link in the show notes.
0: Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds.
1: Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your first um, ballet for Ballet Hispanico, the world premiere. It will be having its world premiere at City Center June 1st through 3rd. So tell us um, how he contacted you after seeing that show and how you guys kind of started to discuss what this um, work would start to become.
2: Yes, uh, he called me last year um, and he I, I remember I was. I was coming out of a plane uh, and I was in security and I get this phone call and I was just like, wait a second. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why I had his phone number safe, but anyway, he, he (laughs) answered of course. And he says, Hey, I want to offer you a commission for the company. And I was like, happy dance in the airport. (laughs) Um, Like creating for Ballet Hispanico has always been a dream of mine. So like it was big deal. um, And and so we discussed like very quickly a uh, scheduled and, and 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 possibilities and and that was how everything started and then later on we we uh he contacted me again and then uh he started talking to me about like just the logistical um Uh, things and the first thing he said was city center so then i like literally (laughs) run out of the apartment (laughs) and just like yeah call my my mom and my dad and just like oh my gosh you don't know what city center is but it's huge and
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean city center is obviously it's an iconic a very important historical dance venue so that's a a really big deal um can you tell us a little bit about? If there were any parameters when eduardo was calling you like what what does he set out as um i guess what the company wants from you is, is it just do you have free reign or is it like we need you to create a 20 minute work to a string quartet you know what i mean like what are the specifics there how much push and pull is it uh between you and what the company needs for this creation
2: wow that's a an incredible question um There is a big percentage of freedom uh, that that you know that is it's just about supporting my vision, my career ambition, and my the perspectives that I get to to bring to the to the company. Uh, I think I think the challenges are more, which like a lot of things that I'm learning. There are union house. Uh, I mean, they're unionized and then they go to theaters that maybe uh, also are union. So like that comes with many challenges that um, are more about uh, financials. So something simple, something simple like uh, I want an umbrella, like all of a sudden it's not that simple. You know, when I work with my own company, um, I can do many different things because I don't have those uh, rules that I have or like, like if you if you if you want a dancer to jump over a big box, like then all of a sudden that's a hazard pay. That means <laughs> right. that means you have to, you know, like all of that. And 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 so and so we talked about uh creating a work that could be presented in many different spaces. Um, so that was one thing. Um so, so, yeah, like, we, you know, obviously, I, I think city center, so I think big. So, the like, the, the beginning conversations were, like, well, can we rig a person from the ceiling? Can we do, the, like, certain wow. things? Like my brain was, like, really, really f- uh, thinking bigger. And then I had to go back and be, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> <Nail it back. laughs> let's get, let's, 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 simplify wow. um and, and. Yeah, like, yeah, like it, it was a big it was a big reality into like bigger companies doesn't necessarily can do bigger things. They actually mm-hmm. face many more challenges that we don't know uh, mm-hmm. when you're looking from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: can you tell us a little bit what your process is like? Take us through um, what it's like to work with you in the studio. Do you come in with a very specific vision all written out? This is what we're going to do. Or are you kind of coming in with an outline, feeding off the dancers? How do you like to work?
2: Yeah. Um, every process is different uh, and the, every sp- and every space is different. So it depends. I, I first look at the time that I get with dancers. Uh, depends on that time. It can go diff- be- different ways. Uh, if I had short time, that means I have to do homework and a lot of homework. And I have to come with a very, very strict plan. And create a plan B in case that doesn't work. Um, if I have more time, um, then I love just coming with blank page. Uh, allow the, the 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 piece to come into itself. Like see what the everyday uh, interaction. See how dancers behave in space, and and like see what kind of collab. It becomes about a collaboration, the collaboration between all parts. Uh, and how do we come together and understanding what world can exist for the people in the room to be celebrated, my vision to be seen and also celebrate and respect the the visions of the company and organizations that are hiring you. Um, when in, in this particular case with pala Hispanico, I had two weeks to create this work, so it was short and it was very concentrated. Um, I started thinking that I was uh, I started with a simple idea, of musical chairs turns russian roulette and and something about power dynamics um and how that power dynamic can shift uh from 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 a character to a different character and it started simple like that but then it was like on Monday we will do something and then i will have to come home with my creative team and and discuss for another 3 hours what's happening what can happen how do we make that work like all of a sudden we were building a story and the story in this case was, was is being said through, through one hat. And every time that somebody finds this hat, they have the most power and then they control the room as they see fit. Um, and then the piece kind of like, like it's a, it's a journey to take that power away from this particular uh, uh, God, like, um individual mm-hmm. um so it yeah it it's it, it's it's the first time that I I have always worked with narrative and theatricality but it's the first time that like there is a, tr- a, a a very clear see-through line beginning through end of how we go from 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 one thing to the next one um I'm very excited about it yeah um, uh, two weeks is very
0: it's fast that's that's not a lot of time and i'm wondering how much of an advantage was it for you that you are familiar i'm, I'm guessing you're familiar with the dancers maybe you had even performed alongside some of them um, but obviously the organization you've worked for previously you know eduardo how much of an advantage was it that you at least had that inside look versus if you just showed up somewhere you'd never known and had to bang something out in two weeks.
2: Yeah, um, Ballet Hispanico has a program called Instituto Choreografico. Uh, I was able to do that uh, program, which is, Instituto is to allow choreographers like myself to um, uh, have tools to develop choreographic ideas. Um, So it wasn't a time to build a piece. It wasn't a time to, yeah, it was time to research. It was time to learn about the people in the room. So I used that time to work on ideas, like random ideas, and that space was about relationship building with dancers mm-hmm. to understand how they think, what are their gifts, what are their weaknesses. Um and so, like now, when I come back and I and I'm thinking about, and we're talking about this piece, I'm thinking about how can I use those gifts of that person? How can I use the gifts of that person? What what piece can we build together? Yeah. Um, and this is the first time, honestly, when when I heard two weeks, like Which is kind of common, to be honest. Uh, That's like how much time most companies will give you. Um, I, I, for the first time, opened my process for opinion. Um, So every two days, I will bring somebody into the room and I was like, what do you think? And just like getting into that vulnerable space and just actually be able to listen. This is what I'm seeing like and 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 just open up for conversations daily, pretty much. Um, I hired three of my uh, dancers that have been with me since the get-go, since I start doing my 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 very first group piece, um, and so they assisted me in the process. So I I had the whole room activated pretty much the whole time. Like if I was working on something, they were working with other people in the side. It's people that I I worked with me for like about six seven years. So, like, I know I can trust them with my vision. And when they're sharing, I know that they're sharing the right information. Um, So. And also just asking them, they were like, what if this happened? What does this happen? So, like, literally, it was a team effort.
1: When you were mentioning your. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Uh, I I was just going to bring this up. I think it's it's interesting because that being a choreographer could could be um, a sort of lonely pursuit you don't have to get feedback from anyone um and many choreographers learn the craft on their own you know you don't necessarily need to go to a composition class um but i i love that you brought this up that you you are seeking the feedback because um it's something that troy schumacher my good friend and the director of ballet collective um something i I, yeah i really appreciate um that when i work with him he brings me into that Part of the process like i mean the first i remember the first time he asked me my opinion of his work i was like well do you want me to actually give it you know but it is (laughs) like as dancers we get constant feedback you know it's just 24 7 like point your foot you know angle your head this way but a choreographer doesn't necessarily do that so i think i think you are going to be working with ballet collective this year so i'm just hearing you say that um already makes me think that you and troy are going to really connect so that's a a similarity i see in both of you
2: yes yes we've met a couple times and it's i think we we are in the same page about so many things so i'm I'm very excited about that um yeah
1: Um, when you were were mentioning before your creative team are these dancers part of your creative team like who else is having these three-hour conversations with you at the end of the day
2: yeah like um this this dancer uh ian spring racial secrets and rafael canals um they they're just they're just such goofballs uh and (laughs) they're just so funny and and um it's like the perfect combination of like we want to take this very seriously because we want to make incredible art but also like Let's have fun. Yeah,
1: of
2: course. And so like uh sometimes they just get into the studio and do these like weird things. And I'm like, ah, I think we're doing that. <laughs> and, and then we'll like expand on whatever like they may come as like just being themselves in space. Um, but then yeah, it was important for me that they that they like saw the process from the beginning. So they understand exactly what I'm going for, what the piece is about. So then when like we come, we, we, we open, I open, like we will meet after, or just get on the on a phone call after rehearsal and just like, okay, so these are my worries. What do you think? Where do we, where do we need to put the more attention on? How can, you know, so, so yeah, they, they, yeah, they, yeah, they they were, they were amazing. They were amazing. I don't know if I answered your question.
1: No, you oh. did. I was wondering if there were, if you were talking about like lighting people or costume designers. So that was really interesting to hear. That was just like you guys as dancers just talking about the choreography, like that in depth together and collaborating at the end of the day. It's, it's just interesting because as a dancer, you know, when we're in the studio, we just leave and we go home and we, you know, review what we learned that day. But I always have wondered, I'm like, what are they doing right now? Like, what are they thinking about from the end of the day? You know, I mean, uh-huh. interesting to hear.
0: Yeah. yeah. I I'd like to hear a little bit more um yeah, you know you're talking about the, that process of getting to know dancers and exploring what makes them tick and the qualities that you want to draw, draw out in them. But what qualities are you attracted to in dancers um as a choreographer? Like what what are you seeking out um when you're assembling your cast?
2: Excellent question <laughs> <laughs> I I love hardworking, passionate um, that's like the base foundation. Um, I like working with dancers that are committed to themselves. Um, I don't I don't I don't I don't appreciate working with dancers who expect that you will give them every single part of the puzzle it's important that dancers understand that they're collaborators in the room that doesn't mean that i'm going to send them to a corner and say come up with 10 phrases on your own with no (laughs) instruction like that's just not right right um like i'm pretty much coming up with most of the steps and like every part of the puzzle but dancers like you know how you like to move you know like you like and you how how good do you really want to be and like how much do you want to serve the the, the process the process like at the end of the day i'm i'm not it's not just about serving myself it's the process so like mm-hmm. we're all working towards this towards this thing that we need to respect so like i feel like when i see dancers that respect the process and want the best to support any vision of whoever comes into the room like like in some pa- in some spaces um i you know i come and what if like the next day uh giri killian comes are you going to work harder for giri killian that you're going to work for me because i'm an emerging career and he's like giri killian you know i right. understand like everybody will feel much differently regardless <laughs> that's just inevitable but you shouldn't work differently because Mm -hmm. so once you know that you you know you're in the room with dancers that are just like I'm going to be the best that I can regardless who you are then I just have a lot of respect for that because the process then can actually go it takes off Mm -hmm. like you have two weeks right you know, it's right. like we have to. You have we have to arrive somewhere, and 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 I don't like the process to be just about let's put this product out. We have to. It's important to have the conversations and and to have uh, a little time to explore and 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 to challenge them. Um, so, so yeah.
1: I wonder um, what you're hoping ultimately that audience members will take away from uh, this performance at City Center with Ballet Hispanico.
2: Ah, uh, okay. I, I think. I think it's important for me that, that that audience members sit to to experience dance as they sit to experience music. I feel like a lot of um, uh and, and, and take and take a look at the dance and the and the moving and the moving bodies as a as an as an added melody. Uh, to to the soundtrack, uh, so one that offers visual stimulation and and offers narrative or story or depends what, what 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 the choreography is. But in my case, it's important that that they don't try to work so hard to make sense of something because like we're not making we're not making a musical, we're not making a play. We're we're we're, we're tackling on creativity and imagination. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and I feel like it, it's mainly about what do you feel what how, how how does it make you feel when you experience what you experience like yes there's a certain level of entertainment yes there's yeah um but but it's not all. I'm not making work just so you like it, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want you to like it. I want you to, I love (laughs) that. But, but it's really not about that. There's many feelings that people can feel and that they should allow themselves to, to, to do that.
1: Yeah. I bet you can kind of get hung up, right? Like worrying too much, like, is the audience going to like this? Is the audience going to like this? Like it probably is better just to leave that aside and just create the art and then hope for the audience reception that you dream of.
2: <laughs> 100%. 100%.
0: Yeah. yeah. Easier said than done, though. I'm
2: just... Fair. <laughs> mean, it's the same thing
0: for a dancer, right?
2: That's true.
1: <laughs>
0: like, I'm out of trying to let that go before performance. Um. Okay, so, you know, we hope that everyone in New York City comes and checks us out June 1st through 3rd, but I'm sure you have other things in the pipeline that um, maybe you can give us a little preview about. You know, you'll have your premiere at Ballet Collective later in the fall in new york uh, i think the venue is yet to be announced but what else are you working on um, this year
2: uh yes i am proud to say that i'm like the first uh inaugural in inaugural uh fellow uh at catsban it's a collaboration uh between Barishnik mm-hmm. park center and catsban so i'm going to be in a two week residency uh with them and my own company Bocatuya. um so I'm going to be working with my dancers again, which I'm very excited about. And this is the beginning of a new project, uh, so that that will be like research, pro- uh, uh, yeah. And then I'm doing Ballet Collective, as you mentioned. I'm working with a couple individuals, like uh, a soloist from New York City Ballet, and 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 this very young, which I have to mention, she's she's like sixteen or seventeen. She I met her at Move NYC, uh, directed by Nigel and and chanel da silva um is so talented and they yeah i'm I'm doing a solo on her and i'm just so excited um yeah um and there's other things that i don't think i can announce yet um okay
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> well no, when you're happening. ready we'll we'll bring you back on the podcast and we'll talk about it then
2: okay i would love to be back um it's <laughs> great talking <laughs> to you both
1: thank you so much for your time we Thanks appreciate so much.
2: it yeah of course have a good one
1: Conversations on Dance is a part of the Acast Creator Network. For more information, visit conversationsondancepodpod.com.